I'm Kirsty Logan and this is my co-host Heather Parry. Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm very excited today, Kirsty. Are you? I am. Because <laughs> today we're revisiting uh, 1991's The Girlfriend by everyone's favourite R.L. Stein. Bob Stein. Bob Stein's back. Robot Stein. <laughs> Bobot <laughs> Stein. Uh, I'm going to read the tagline to okay. you. It really sums this book up. When she was good, she was very, very good. But when she was bad, she was murder. Is that the right word? No. She was murder? No. Like, you wouldn't say you're looking very murder today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also... She was murderous. Doesn't happen. No. In the book. There's a real issue... With both the taglines and the covers of Point Horror books being completely unrelated to the contents <laughs> of the book. <laughs> Almost as if they, they were produced really quickly and cheaply hmm. for a very for a mass market. market. Hmm. Why don't you describe to us this cover? Kirsty? Okay, so we've got the classic uh, font for the title, which I actually love. So it says, The Girlfriend, in kind of spiky, jaggy, thorn-like letters, but red and shiny. <gasps> And the dots on the eyes are hearts. Oh, I hadn't even noticed. I know, right? It's oh, cute, great. isn't it? And then the cover... It actually is a piece of shit. I don't think it looks very good. Uh, the title's good. The rest of it's terrible. Um, it's a piece of notebook paper ripped out that says, Be mine always. And also a rose with blood dripping from the thorns. Neither of which appear in the story. And there's a very particular phrase that's used often that could have been written on that bit of paper, and it wasn't. What's that? We'll come to it. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm intrigued. But it could have been that. But why would you use one that doesn't actually appear in the book? Yeah. Why? Why? Anyway. Because we don't care. <laughs> I think why. this is one that a lot of people have read yeah. from when they were kids. I definitely had this book when I was a kid. Um, Do you remember what you thought of it when you were a kid? No, but now uh, I can't help but think it's awful <laughs> <laughs> well we'll find out more we'll won't get we? in <laughs> um so we join the first badly named character in this book scotty singleton now he's distinctly <laughs> not single at he's any point. double not single he's double not single for most of the book uh, but anyway he um has a girlfriend laura demarco laura L-O-R-A. Mm -hmm. Because why would you spell it how people actually do spell things? Because why would you... Why? Why? There's no need to. I have to say the male point of view is quite unusual in point horror. It is. It's it almost is. always a female point of view. That is very true. And it does offset the inherent sexism about all men being awful murderers. Because sometimes women can be murderers too. <laughs> she's not a murderer. No, she's He's just awful. way worse than her, but we'll get into that. We'll get into this. Anyway, Scotty and Laura are everyone's favourite couple. He's the school quarterback and sort of blandly attractive in that way that they are, you know, muscles, brown hair, 
dazzling smile. All Probably got a strong jaw. Yeah, strong jaw. I imagine him as kind of relatively tall for a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, those sorts of things. And Laura is the head cheerleader. Now, is that a power couple, really? I mean, not here, because what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, he's like, we don't even have cheerleaders. I mean, no. No. We don't have football players like that, either. No, we don't, really. No. School sports really aren't a thing in no. the UK, are they? But no. we, are, we are led to understand that they are a power couple. And everyone loves them for no apparent reason, because they are awful. To a terrifying degree, as well. Like, mm-hmm. her family loves them, everyone at their school loves them, the teacher loves them. The Junior Chamber of Commerce loves them. <laughs> God, we need to talk about that later. Oh, my word. Um, but anyway, they are just fantastic together, and they've been together for quite a while for a sort of teenager relationship. They're as monogamous as you can be at the age of what? Seven, 16. 17? 17. 17. Yeah. Um, and they, they know they're a cliche, but they're kind of okay with it. One of the more interesting things about this book is it's one of the only point horror ones where there's any sort of talk about class. Mm. Because Laura DeMarco's family are very well off. They're throwing... When we meet them, they're throwing a party to celebrate the fact that both Scotty and Laura have got into Princeton, even though it's not the end of the year and they haven't actually got the grades they need to get to Princeton yet, but they've been accepted. But they're throwing a hugely lavish party, like a wedding party-style party. But Scotty's family doesn't have that much money in comparison. Scotty's mum, what do you think about her as a character, Kirsty? I think she's incredibly offensively written. Oh, go on. Because Scotty mocks her. Scotty as the point of view character mocks her and R.L. Stein as the author mocks her because her dress is a little bit too tight and she's got blonde hair. And that seems to be the extent of her terrible sins. She's raised two sons alone... By the way, this boy could have got a weekend job, does he? Fuck no. He doesn't care. So she's raised two sons completely alone. He doesn't even... He's never met his father. He doesn't know where his father is. And yet, what? Her dress is a little bit too tight, so we're supposed to laugh at her? And she's Fuck a bit, off. She's a bit brash, and she clearly doesn't have like the education that Laura's parents have, well, for instance. Well, that's because she has had to raise two sons by herself, even though one of them is definitely old enough and has enough free time to get a weekend job to help out, but doesn't. Yep. So I like her. I I hate everyone else. (laughs) I imagined his mum to look like um, Stifler's mum, but in Legally Blonde. Yes, I agree. So I can't remember that character's name, Mm -hmm. but sort of has not a very glamorous job and isn't that sort of socially... Um, trained, if you will, you know, doesn't have the sort mm-hmm. of airs and graces, and wears sort of neon pink stuff that's a little bit too small, mm-hmm. but essentially is like a really good person, mm-hmm. and loves her dog, and loves her kids, and all these sorts of things, and like tries her very best. Which I would rather someone who is a nice person, and works hard, and isn't bitchy, but is maybe a little bit tacky, to basically everyone else in this book who is a fucking snob. Yeah, and Scotty doesn't even really like Laura's family because they're too loving. They are too rich and too nice. Yeah, oh, they give them fucking who? They give them too much. He, he, so he doesn't like his mum who's poor and he doesn't like the super rich. <laughs> what are you, Goldie Cox? Like, what is in the middle here? <laughs> How? I like the averagely wealthy. Shut up, Scotty. Um, anyway, so she's, he's sort of her bit of rough, isn't he? With a heart of gold, we're supposed to take away from this. He's sort of like a really good egg from a bad neighbourhood sort mm. of thing. Which I don't think is true, but whatever. I don't think he's a good egg. He doesn't do anything 
kind or nice through this entire book. He's kind of nice to his little brother. But that's basic well, human is he? decency. Well, he doesn't kill him. Yeah, which is, you know, a good start. <laughs> How low are our standards? I have also not killed so my brother. Low. Neither have Neither I. of you. No, I haven't uh, killed mine times... or yours. <laughs> There's times where I've considered it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you keep your standards incredibly low, he's great. He's a good guy. He exists in the world. I was going to say he doesn't even kill anyone, but that's actually not true. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, um, he is tall, broad, muscular, big blue eyes, and a nose that looks like it might have been broken. Is that an attractive look? And also, wouldn't he know? He's the point of view character. Wouldn't he know if he's broken his nose? I think he hasn't, but it looks like he has. Okay. Which makes me think, you're not allowed to not be perfectly good looking in the point horror world so what a strange comment um and he's got a light brown mullet i realize has he yeah it's kind of like long at the back oh god i know awful. i didn't notice that awful um laura has wavy blonde hair and wide green eyes and she looks like a young christine brinkley christy brinkley no oh, does it say christine brinkley Chris, yeah i thought it was christy brinkley i have no idea i don't know who she is is she one of those 90s models yeah she was in a video by who was it? Bruce Springsteen or what? Who's who does Uptown Girl? Uptown <laughs> Girl. I'm sure she's in that video. Okay. She's like a very beautiful kind of late '80s model. Okay. Of course she is because she's the head cheerleader. Of course. Yeah. So um, we've got we these two are primed for success, aren't they? They're both going to go off to Princeton, and. Um, Scotty often says, nothing could come between us. Nothing can go wrong here. But I don't even think that they like each other, honestly, because quite early on in the book, so at this party, she steps on his foot to the point that he winces in pain, and then he says, I really wanted to pour my Coke down the front of her dress. Like, they're both 10-year-old boys. I don't feel like that's what 17-year-olds are like. It's really... They're like young boys, which furthers my argument from the previous R.R. Stein book that all of his characters are like young boys, mm. but just in the bodies of teenagers. Yeah. I I'm... think he's still writing kids' books, but just aging them up. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that of all the books we've done so far, the R.L. Stein ones have been the worst. <laughs> and he I agree. can't write human people. <laughs> Because cause he's Robot Stein. He is Robot Stein. This is why he can't do it. You cannot outsource writing to a android. No. That's, I've always said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk for a moment about Scotty's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> who is called Bender. Hmm. And he's also offensive tackle. I mean, the queer subtext in this is barely subtext. <laughs> It really amuses me also that his full name is David Bender, because my partner's name is David. And he's a And we'll leave that there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Scotty is embarrassed by uh, his girlfriend's wealth, but he kind of likes being in that world, doesn't he? He likes... He's um, aspirational. Mm -hmm. And he really loves being... He loves being in a relationship, which I don't think 17-year-old boys really are, usually. I don't think anyone who's that young is really into it because they're into each other. They like being in the relationship. They don't really like being together. Does that make sense? They like having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. 
I don't know. But then I don't know if I've ever been a 17-year-old boy. And my boyfriend when I was 17 was a fucking wanker. So. Mine was awful. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, gangly and terrible and cloying and... Oh, Mine had I'm... a ponytail and leather trousers. Oh, that's much worse. I know. I'm leather sorry. trousers. I was sixteen. Oh God. I know. That they should be banned. They should be burned. They should be illegal. <laughs> what him or the trousers? Both. That's just terrible. <laughs> I know. I did my um my six monthly, not not even six monthly, five yearly, looking up of my exes the other day, um, which I haven't done. I haven't done for such a long time. Because I think the last time I looked, none of them were on Facebook, so I just was like, I won't look at that again. And I looked the other day, and one of them's got three kids. Ooh. One of them writes comic books, and one of them fixes boilers, apparently. Probably a good job. So, you know, the lives you could have had. Yeah! <laughs> I'm always really happy to see that mine are balding and getting much uglier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not that we're bitter. No. Twisted people. No, fuck no. We are well out of there. We're not as bitter and twisted as some of the people in this book, let me yeah, tell you. Jesus. Uh, so anyway, everyone loves these guys. And Laura's dad, who is a architect, is going to give Scotty an internship. <laughs> How 90s. Mm. A paid internship. Imagine. At his architectural <laughs> firm in the summer. You never know the things that are going to really date a book, but the idea of a paid internship is really one of them. Yeah. Um... So everything's set up for them, and he just has to essentially not fuck this up. And he's golden. So, because they're so rich, the DeMarco family are going to go on holiday to Europe for two weeks. They're going to Paris and London. Which, to be fair, sounds great if you're a 17. Um, I made my parents take me to New York when I was 17 because the previous year they'd gone without me and hadn't even invited me. Oh, yeah, I know. You made them. How could you make your parents do anything? That's really awful. Okay, cool. Good tip. Good tip for life. Be super awful and get what you want. I'm not going to France again. Take me to America. Um, It was good. We had a good time, I should say. Uh, So Friday's the big game. I imagine you was like that kid from the Twilight Zone that, you know, has the power of everything. So they have to keep him sweet all the time. Yeah, I do know that. Is that you? I haven't seen that many Twilight Zone episodes, but I have seen that one. That is me. I played that person. Cool. Um... So I, so I sort of understand America. I don't really know what a homecoming dance is still. No, because where are you coming home from? Yeah, or, or to. to. And it's always or the night of the been? big game, isn't it, as well? So where, how do these two things intersect? I don't, it seems like homecoming is like at the end of the year, but I don't understand what that means. Is it the same as prom? I don't know. Because this is, ah, this is in November though, it's not the end of the year. Oh. So what's homecoming? But it must be near the end of the year because he's already got into college. It's November. Oh, shit. Because you get acceptance way earlier, don't you? Then oh. you go. So I don't know what fuck homecoming is then. No, me neither. Where have they been? Where are they going? Is Where's it, home? Is it the end of the football season, maybe? And they're coming home from the... I don't know. We're reaching. I don't know. I don't even know when the football season is. I, I met a, a fancy do once. I was at dinner seated next to a very famous... Um, like a race <laughs> race car driver formula one driver and i I'm was a race car driver race car driver i was desperately trying to make conversation with him and i said when is the car season <laughs> when do the cars blossom he was so unimpressed because i didn't recognize him like when somebody told me his name i remembered it who is it i'm not gonna say oh but um he's like very famous and like i'd heard of him but then i was like i've no clue i've never seen a car race <laughs> 
like, I've never I seen one of these say. vehicles you mentioned. I've seen a car, obviously, but I had not seen Formula One before. So, yeah, I asked him when the car season was. He was not very impressed. <laughs> when do the cars come in season in this part of the world? It was fine. He was very patronising in return because I had... He asked me about my books and I told him all about them. And then later he saw me and he, he... It was for, like, a BBC radio thing. And later he was like, so when are you reading your poems? Oh. And I was like, number one, bitch. I don't write poems. But anyway, so he was not very impressed that I didn't know who he was. Um, see, I used to love Formula One, so I look forward to getting that name out of you when we're not recording mm, this okay. podcast. <laughs> anyway, so it's a, whatever the hell Homecoming is, it's a very big deal, and the sort of um, main couple of the school are supposed to be there. But of course, it's kind of embarrassing for Scotty because Laura isn't there. She's in Europe. So they have a game, and um, they win the game, even though Scotty's... Uh, good luck charm, Laura, eye roll, isn't there. And he really struggles because she's not there watching him. Oh, no, no, no. Male tears. Oh, my God. My girlfriend's having a life and I don't like it. How dare she? Um, that's the voice I used to mock my boyfriend when he won't I've go heard you do that voice. <laughs> I don't want to take the recycling out. I don't like it. Um... <laughs> So after a bad first half in which they're losing, uh, they win, and Scotty goes to the dance alone. Uh, now their coach sets a massive fire. He doesn't set. It's like a bonfire. A bonfire. He doesn't set a fire, but it's huge. Yeah, we didn't have that at my school. We wouldn't have been allowed. It's a, Guy Fawkes, it's right? a terrible health and safety error. Mm. We didn't have that at my school though. Uh, no, we didn't either. I'm from quite a downtrodden area. Maybe they just <laughs> wouldn't trust us with fire. <laughs> You can have it on the outskirts of town, away from the school. Too many arsonists at the school. Well, you couldn't burn the school down. <laughs> um, I will say at this point that, uh, like another R.L. Stein book that we could mention, Scotty has a hat that he always wears. A black and silver raider's cap. Yeah, what is the deal with this? Why is there always a hat Why a plot point? I mean, because every single one of his books is written to a total schedule. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like... Fo- the formula. The formula, sorry, and the hat yeah. is part of the formula. What's a hat though, man? Bob, what's up? You're losing Maybe your Americans just wear hats a lot. Oh, but to, all the time, he never takes it off. Yeah. And it's again, it's almost like the same colours. Is mm. it the same team? Is he just a Raiders fan? Who are the Raiders? Bob? Is it Raiders? Get in touch. Yeah, Raiders cap. Oh yeah, you're right. Black and silver Raiders cap. Oh, and I feel yeah. like that was the exact same one as the previous RL. Is it a real team i know you told me which sports ball team it was last time it was the sharks last time oh wasn't it? yeah hmm. so it's a different sports ball team but we don't know which so he's making style. it up but he loves it so much that he's including it in every book he writes bob i mean get some other ideas maybe mate. he just likes hats a lot sexually the other thing that's in all rl stein books is a character with white blonde hair really which i think he does on purpose because that's unusual. White blonde White hair. blonde hair. That's unusual. I just don't think men know how to describe hair colour very well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you think? Yeah. Not they probably, they probably. Well, yeah, true. Is Bob Stein <laughs> moonlighting as a hairdresser? Maybe. He's a, a robot. One. He can do anything he wants. <laughs> so Homecoming turns into a semi-riot. Because <laughs> of all this, like, people getting a bit drunk and all this sort of stuff. And Scotty leaves because he's so embarrassed that Laura isn't there with him. Yeah, he really has a meltdown over this. Uh, yeah, he's like, so ashamed, oh my god, it's just so awful. embarrassing. Why does he get so, so wound up about this? I don't like being here on my own <laughs> when I'm used to having a person with me and all my friends are here. <laughs> me, me, me. Everyone's yeah. looking at me. me, so, me. so neurotic. Just get over it. 
Anyway, he sort of runs away from the party. Whatever. Why is he so popular if he's, like, a bit terrible socially? I don't know. Uh, maybe everyone gets a kick out of seeing these, these two guys together. Like, oh, maybe they'll kiss and it'll be really hot and we can watch. Clearly that's what we were doing in high school. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I, we had a prom at my high school because we made my English teacher throw us one. God, this is your whole adolescence, isn't it? Making, Making people adults do, do like, things. <laughs> yes. And I carried that You're on into my monster. adult. <laughs> no, she was quite good and we were quite a good class. So um, we had a prom um, and we had like a best couple. And it was me and my boyfriend at the time, which I don't know why that happened because we weren't particularly popular. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe everyone else was a worse. But this is why you're not allowed to have proms in the UK. Our German teacher, who shall remain nameless, ended up vomiting into the toilets with one of us holding her hair back. Because they were buying us drinks. Oh no. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, so Scotty runs away from this uh, celebration party for him, full of all of his friends, and finds a girl. Wow, I don't really like it. Um, <laughs> I enjoy doing that voice too much, so I'm going to stop now. Um, and he sees a girl who's fallen off her bike. Now, that's nice. That's a bit of a good Samaritan thing, to go mm-hmm. and help someone. Well, I is don't, it? I don't really believe that he's that nice. Um, he's not doing it as a good Samaritan. N- well. He's doing it because he wants to fuck her. Let me read you out there. <laughs> there <laughs> okay. in um, She was wearing a thin, pale windbreaker. That's not hot, is it? Windbreaker? No, a pale? A pale windbreaker? Pale green what does windbreaker. That mean? Oh, pale green. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think I read that out. Her back was turned to him. In the white light suspended over the parking lot, he could see that she had long red hair which flowed down to her waist. Hearing him approach, she turned her head and gave him a shy smile. Hi, she said breathily. I feel like also, can we practice? How do you make that sexy? Because to me that's not sexy. So you do hi. Do a breathy hi. 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 It's weird. Hi. So you're having an asthma attack. How do you say it not breathily? Hi. Hi. Like, I don't... I think it's meant to be sexy, but I can't see how it would be. I mean, I don't... Hi! Hi! (laughs) That was the best one! (laughs) It's like you've run to the other person, and you need to to say something before they turn around and leave, and you go, Hi! (laughs) I remember years ago, my ex-girlfriend, her brother, had got us tickets to go and see um, Jekyll and Hyde, starring... Marty Pello oh. from Wet 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 and when he first came oh it turns out that we were the old, the youngest people in the audience by about 30 years because it was just a bunch of women who fancied Marty Pello and he came up on stage and he did all his lines like that <laughs> and I thought well maybe he's had to like run on stage or something so it'll catch his breath no all of the lines the whole show <laughs> were like that so weird. It was so weird. Had he just undergone a lung transplant I, or something I along those lines? I can't explain it. I can't explain it. My auntie was one of those women who really, really fancied Marty Pello. Um, so that band in our family is just known as The Wets. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> I realised the way I've put it that way made it even grosser. Because I surely lots of people made that pun at the time. I don't know if we did. He makes me wet, wet, wet. Oh, God. They uh... must have. That's so. That's such an obvious joke. Apparently he's quite successful on stage now. Is he? Well, I don't like him because my great auntie tried to sell jam for charity and he would not let her through the front gate of his estate. I mean, 
He should be so lucky as to meet my great aunt Edith, who is one of the greatest humans on this planet. And her jam, probably similarly good. Exactly. She couldn't do anything badly, so fuck him. You missed out, Fuck him Marty. in his breathy, weird delivery. Maybe he would say hi breathily. You missed out. So, let's, <laughs> let's picture Shannon as Marty Bello. Hi. <laughs> but Marty Bello, who looks like this. She's very pretty, he thought. Her long red <laughs> Sorry, hair... That was my dog. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we've got a guest on today's show, and it is Rosie Bennett Logan. Any sneezing or sighing is the dog. Or sometimes me. Or me. Yeah. Anyone scratching? If you see anyone dragging their bum across the carpet, that's me. That's not Rosie. <laughs> if you see anyone squeaking a squeaky toy, that's, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. <clears throat> She's very pretty, he thought. Her long red hair falling loose behind her was really wild and sexy. She had a high forehead and big brown eyes and full red lips. He thought she looked very dramatic, like an actress. Oh. Now, high forehead. I don't think immediately. Mm. That was odd to me. Yeah, high forehead. What, she had, she's got a... Oh, bye Rosie. Hi Rosie. <laughs> um, it, it was, she's got a, a receding hairline. Well, yeah, because I feel like, fair enough, you know, most people think that full lips are an attractive thing to have. I yeah. I mean, forehead size isn't really here or there for me. You can have far too much. You can have far too much or far too little. I don't know about you, but we call that a five head. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's Shannon. And... He's sort of immediately enamoured with Shannon, isn't he? In a way that kind of doesn't really make sense. Although she is a redhead. And speaking as uh, both of us being redheads, we mm-hmm. are immediately sexy. I mean, of course. It's the best it's, color. It's why we have red hair. Well, yeah, because I also feel like if he loves his girlfriend so much, like, just because someone's got a pretty face, you don't run off with them. And she's literally a model. She looks like yeah. a model, his girlfriend. So yeah. just because, I mean, redheads... It's redheads. We're kryptonite. I mean, we are sexual kryptonite people. No one can resist. There's a queue at that door right now of people just waiting to just look at us. That's why we've got Rosie. As to protection. protect us. Oh, the, the idea of Rosie horse. protecting us from anyone. Well, I know. Hilarious. Um, she would just be looking to see if you've got a peanut butter biscuit to give her. <laughs> They've all got peanut butter biscuits. <laughs> oh no, damn. Is foiled. That a, is that a euphemism? <laughs> Sorry, we went there. Um, she's kind of weird. Uh, but he gives her a lift home and he's attracted to her against her, his better judgment. Because, you know, who wouldn't be? Uh, we're told that she smells like cinnamon and orange. Oh, again. Again. Why does Bob Stein think teenagers smell like cinnamon? I feel like we're really getting deep into the psychoanalysis of Robot Stein. Robot Stein. Why are you going around sniffing children for a start? <laughs> I mean, cinnamon and oranges smells quite nice, but that's weird. Let's see if in the next one anybody smells of cinnamon. I mean, maybe they've all been baking? I mean, I cook a lot and I don't smell of cinnamon. I've never seen like a cinnamon body spray. You know, there's like certain things that you would get a body spray that smell like certain things, but I've never seen cinnamon, really. No, maybe in the 90s, though. Hmm. What's that body spray everyone used to have? Lynx. No, oh, impulse. Impulse, yeah. I bet but there was a cinnamon was, I don't think there was an impulse cinnamon. I don't think so. Why is impulse cinnamon such a great phrase? <laughs> like, you bought it, it was near the till. Why'd you get the cinnamon? Oh, it was Impulse, Impulse Cinnamon. Impulse Cinnamon. That's quite a good stripper name. <laughs> Impulse Cinnamon. I like it. Um, so he uh, takes her home and they make out. Because yeah. the pull of this woman, who um, 
laughs high and fragile, like the tinkling of a glass wind chime, is so I mean, strong that he cannot keep away from it. Now, let's try and do that laugh, Kirsty. High and fragile, <laughs> like the tinkling of a wind, a glass wind chime. I'll go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's more like <laughs> insane possessed doll to me. I'll try, I'll try. I'll go really high. <clears throat> Oh, that's much That's better. more wind chimey, right? It does, sound like, it does sound like you're being shot <laughs> by a machine gun now. If, if you told me a joke and I went, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, oh how attractive. <laughs> I must take you out again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. You're so into your girlfriend, but someone with a tinkling psychopathic laugh can turn your head so aggressively that you sort of unwillingly ask her out again. I'm not, I just don't think he's... I don't think he's the nice guy that Bob Stein wants us to believe he is. No. No. Um, <laughs> I also have to point out that uh, Bender is sort of like a weird comedy sideshow character, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, we're told, and I quote, Bender loved falling down. <laughs> again, this is what I'm saying. They're, they're all ten-year-old boys but put into the bodies of teenagers. It's so strange. Why, why do you, would you ever say that about a person? They loved falling down. <laughs> it's like they, the other one, she loved writing notes. Yeah, she loved writing notes. <laughs> she loved falling down. There's so little personality in any of these characters that they have to give him like a weird thing like that. Like, he's always sort of throwing himself on the grass as a joke. I mean, I don't, I don't really think that's funny. No. No. I mean, this is maybe why I don't hang around with teenage boys who I think are literally the worst people. I don't think that they throw themselves on the grass. Like but do that. they love falling down? Do they love falling? I don't think so. I don't think so. Awful. So, uh, Scotty, being a nice guy, has kind of a like, oh, well, <laughs> nice should guy, I? TM. Nice guy, TM. Nice guy, I'm a nice guy. He is a nice guy, TM. He is. In that he's a complete dick throughout, but we're supposed to be on his side. But he says he's a nice guy. Like, so not, not enough to just say you're a nice guy. You have to actually, actually do, do nice the things. nice things. Someone on Twitter said the other day something amazing. Like, he's one of those guys that thinks he's a feminist so ardently that he never stops to see if his actions actually back up what he says his ideology is. And I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, ooh, that's completely accurate about yeah, a lot of people. I know a few people like that. Mm. In fact, I know someone who's so much of a feminist that he told my female friend that she was doing feminism incorrectly. Wow. Wow. It's quite something, isn't it? I mean, unless you're murdering women, I don't think you can be doing it wrong. Also, for a man, man to tell to a woman it. that she's doing it incorrectly, you're like, wow, sir, that's quite, that's ballsy. That's quite something. That unless ballsy. his entire life is some kind of feminist performance art and he's trying to make a point i don't really know oh, what was going ooh, on there terrible. anyway never mind oh god there's so much gossip to catch up on after we stop recording <laughs> um so he sort of goes back and forth about oh should he shouldn't he take shannon out and but he really wants to so he's going to and it I doesn't mean, matter about his why is he going back and forth he clearly shouldn't why yeah. is it even a question exactly anyway he takes her out to a movie in an up to rainier point a famed makeout spot and I think they fuck. Yeah, they do. They yeah, totally. Do. They're in a car. Fuck. Yeah, off screen fuck. Um, and then she says in a creepy little girl's voice, "You're my baby now." Mm, yuck. Awful. Awful in <laughs> so many ways. <laughs> You're my baby. Are we meant to think she's sexy though? I think so. I don't find creepy little girls that sexy. Is it sexy? Bride of Chucky stuff going on here. Um, 
And he goes home and immediately has no interest in her whatsoever. Which no. definitely means they had they sex. Fucked, yeah. yeah. And for he sure. came and then his interest dropped right off for some reason. Hmm. Um, you know whose interest does not drop off? Shannon. Now, hmm. we're, okay, let me, just, let me just frame this the way that Bob Stein frames it. Uh, they went out on a date and went to a, to a make-out point and maybe fucked. He never mentioned he had a girlfriend also. No, he never told her he got a girlfriend. And then he's gone home and then, oh my God, she rings him in the morning. What a psychopath. I don't think that's... I think no. that's completely fine. And even worse, she rings him and he panics and says, I'll call you back. It doesn't call her back. And then she calls again to say, hey, you didn't call me back. And he's like, whoa, whoa. psycho. And you're Murder. like, really? I don't think that's that extreme yeah like at all you just you just you did say you would call her back you just fucked her like <laughs> give her a courtesy ring at least come on that's a bad thing to do also she goes to your school so you're gonna have to put the work in a little bit even if you'd never want to see her again you know what i mean yeah i feel like this whole book is like oh my god i kissed this girl and took her out on a bunch of dates and basically fucked her pretty much as we have decided. And like now she thinks we're a couple. Bitches oh be God. crazy. Yeah, bitches be crazy. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, it's like she wants to see me or spend time with me or There's something. absolutely no reason that she would think that. And you're like, really though? Yeah. Oh, okay. anyway, we're from Bob Stein's perspective, this girl's like going, wait, oh my God, she wants to talk to him after he definitely had sex with her. Weird. Um, so she, he chats to her and then Laura calls to let him know that she's home. Oh no, and this really made me laugh. She's talking about um, her flight back from Europe. The plane was delayed for over an hour. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was it delayed for more than 60 minutes? I've had like 12-hour delays, bitch. Fucking Don't hell. come up with that. No way. When I flew to Malaysia, the plane sat on the runway at Glasgow for three hours. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it was that's not a rough good. time. The worst thing I've ever had happened to me on a plane was uh, coming into land at Melbourne Airport and we were coming right down and then just shot up again in the air, which is terrifying. Fox on the runway. <gasps> yeah. Wow. I'm, you know, I'm vegan, but... Mm, Squash the fox. Yeah, it's just probably going to happen. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> so heartless. It's just so weird. Just, like, really scared the shit out of me. And I'm a good flyer. Um, so Laura's home. And they are going to the Junior Chamber of Commerce Autumn Ball because they're being given $500 each for being a great couple. Well, they're being, quote, teens of, of the, the year. year. And you're like, number one, what the fuck is teens of the year? Number two, what have what they is... done? They don't do charity work. They don't, they don't do anything. Why are they teens of the year? What is... For what? What's the Junior Chamber of Commerce? What's any of this? <laughs> is this rich people shit that we just don't know? I don't know. But why are they being given... You can't award teens just for being. Like, they haven't done anything. They're not even studying economics. No. He's doing architecture, and we aren't told what she's going to Princeton for because she's just a woman. So they haven't done voluntary work. They're not carers. They aren't the smartest in the school. Why are they being given an award? And $500 each. But what have they done? quite a lot of money. Nothing. I'd be ecstatic if someone gave me $500. All he does is bitch and moan about money, even though he's been given $500 and his mum is clearly struggling with money. Does he think about giving it to her? And then he's like, oh, she's never been to Europe because it was too expensive for her to look after us. Does he think about taking her on holiday? Of course he doesn't. Oh, that'd be so lovely. But yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't even all, consider no. it. Because he's so concerned with not letting his girlfriend find out that he definitely fucked someone else. Um, 
And the spanner in the works here is Shannon, who is waiting at his locker and acting, strangely, like his girlfriend. Where might she have gotten that idea from? Why might she think that they are going to fuck again? Like, he's practically still inside her, and she's just trying to get on, like, they're together. He's basically just come, and then he's gone, why are you still here? Yeah, can you you please get (laughs) out? Can you go away now? Fucking mentalist. Um, So, Bender... (laughs) Sorry, still makes me laugh. (laughs) David Bender sees them, and uh, he's... Scotty essentially is just trying to get Shannon out of the way so that no one sees them, because, you know, they're the most popular uh, couple in school, and... um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Rosie will not go where she's told right now. Um, <laughs> she wants to join in. She also hates Scotty. Yeah, everyone does. Like She knows. She's a good judge of character. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Shannon says to him, you're not being nice to me, Scotty. Which is True. completely accurate. Mm-hmm. Completely that accurate. That is a statement of fact. Yeah. And later on, she watches Scotty and Laura have lunch. Uh, which I, again, think is fine. Because she didn't know that Laura existed. So if I saw... If I, like, had sex with a person, and then ne- the next morning they were like, I don't know who you are, get away from me, weirdo. And then I saw that person with their partner. I would have a look as well. I'd be like, be wait. like, oh, shit. Because you're probably watching them going, are they mates? Oh, no, they're making out. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely together. Yeah. Again, totally all and fine. And being like, why didn't he tell me that? Slightly creepy is that then uh, Laura appears in Scotty's house. Shannon. Yeah, sorry, Shannon appears in Laura's house. Mm-hmm. Laura, what are you doing here? I don't know any of you women. <laughs> um, demanding that Scotty breaks up with Laura. And again, okay, what about that? Is that okay? I mean, it's not really okay. But, but also, no one is. so much of this would be avoided if he was just honest with literally anyone. Yeah. If he told the truth to literally any other person... All of this would be avoided. Which is so true of so many point horror books. Just say. Just say what's just say happening. say the thing. It's so fine. I will say, I think Laura is the main victim here. Yeah. Because she's done absolutely nothing at all, and then her boyfriend just goes off with someone else, and then she's still done nothing. I mean, she's not a very nice person. No. She's but, very rich. But she hasn't really... She's really a massive snob. Yeah. But she hasn't really done anything wrong. Yeah. So yeah, she's the really the one that gets the short straw. True. I was going to say the short end of the, the stick. End of the stick. I was, like, I was thinking that right. as well. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. We had this on a previous pos- podcast when I said something weird. Sharp box of sticks. Sharp, box of, sticks. <laughs> sharp, sharp box. box of long-ended sticks. <laughs> How can one end be long and one end be short <laughs> of a stick? One's got a long. That's obvious. That's Depends a long end. That's short. <laughs> Come on. I don't know what the problem is. God, these stick metaphors are really fucking with us. Getting out of control. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, so Shannon um, tells Scotty that she has got some very big brothers and they're not going to be impressed that Scotty is not being very nice to her. Mm-hmm. Now, Scotty sees what he assumes is one of Shannon's brothers. And let me just uh, describe him to you. He saw a man, a very large man, wearing a long raincoat, appear between the hedges, and then quickly duck out of view. I immediately think Herman Munster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can see where I'm getting. Just yep. like lumbering, large, raincoated man. Yep. Um, so she's got several Herman Munsters in like her. like what you're doing kind of puppet arms. Puppet <laughs> arms. I'm doing big shoulders. That's, yeah. that's big shoulders. I can see it. Puppet arms down there. Um, 
And he, so Scott is like, oh my god, sure, I'll call you, just get out of the house. And guess what? He doesn't. So, she chops his snake in half, and that is not a euphemism. <laughs> Scotty, yeah. we haven't mentioned, has a snake called Ernie. Of course, because that's just what happens, And it? the problem with his snake is it's too big. It's too <laughs> big! He has to live in the garage, because he's too, too big! big. It used to be small, but now it's big. Now it's grown big. <laughs> As we heard in the last podcast, something has come up. <laughs> the snake's too big. So he goes home and he finds Ernie cut in half, which I'm going to say is quite brutal. Yeah, it's harsh. And another point horror trope, people murdering pets. It happens in almost every book. That's true. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Why? It's horrible, isn't it? Is it easier than killing a person in a book, but yeah. it still gets that air of menace across? I think that's what they're going for, because they're saying, well, we can't kill off any main characters for Yet. some reason, but mm. we'll kill some pets, which is not very nice. Also, chop a snake in half. Have you ever touched a snake? It's <laughs> <laughs> a personal question. <laughs> How familiar are you with the girth of a snake? Not that familiar. I have handled a few in my time. Okay. <laughs> This is not euphemistic. I have actually okay. handled some snakes. I actually have also handled the snake. They're quite heavy and, <laughs> and thick. cocks, but you know that's different. Yeah, I've never touched one in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it would take a lot to get through, through it. it. I mean, they've got a spine, haven't they? Of a sort. Not like yeah, a they bone. Have, mm-hmm. have they a bone? They Have they a bone? <laughs> ha- they have a bone. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're very they thick. They're like a central spine, don't they? Yeah. And then they go around. Yes, they like are. Like a cage. Yes, they are indeed circular yes (laughs) i think it'd be very difficult to chop a snake in half yeah maybe with like a spade even then that's not it's going to be you know fibrous on either side it won't be like a clean (gasps) she cleaved it in half in which she's described as quite frail i think you'd have to be quite muscular to cleave a snake in half cleave a snake (laughs) snake cleaver so that's my stripper name (laughs) snake cleaver (laughs) Don't touch her. <laughs> do. do not touch that woman. My God. Um, so we go... This Essentially, there's quite a boring bit of back and forth of her just turning up in places and him not wanting her there and her ringing him and him trying to avoid it and getting away with it. Yeah, and... To, I mean, okay, the snake thing, not cool, but he d- he says the line, how many more horrors is Shannon going to commit before I'm forced to tell Laura the truth? Number oh. one, why, why, little baby? Tell her the fucking truth. I don't want to tell I my girlfriend I've cheated You did a bad thing. Fucking fess up. Own it. And also, he spent, yeah, he spends his whole time thinking like, I can't believe she's ruining my life. She's doing all these things. And you're like, okay, she phones you a couple of times. She turns up once to a place where you are. I mean, she does she break does... his hand. Well, yeah. She 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 breaks okay, his hand. Then she does do that. Which again, I'm quite impressed at. I think she's... That's quite hard. A brute. And I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. I think she's a lot stronger than we're making out. Also, can we point out that at this point in the book, he still hasn't told her that he's got a girlfriend? Yeah. But she knows. <laughs> Does she she's know? seen Oh, him. yeah, that's true. But still. But he, if he was just honest, because it's like, he says, well, I've told her that I'm not interested. But then the next breath, he's like, I'll call you. Mm. Or like, Shannon, I'm really not interested. Let's go on a date. And you're like, mate, yeah. fucking what? Mixed signals and all sorts of stuff and you're lying. I mean, I'm not saying she's in the right, but I'm also saying he's not either. Yeah. They're both horrible. Yeah, they both need to sort their shit out. I mean, this whole book, much like all the R.L. Stein books, should be called People Are the Worst. Rich people in particular are 
the fucking worst. Yeah. And also, I this one needs a sub- subtitle No Homo, but we'll come into that. <laughs> no Homo. No uh, homo. Would that have mm. involved David Bender? Who yes, knows? I think so. Um, I will. Okay, so she does break Scotty's hand, and she also does kill Laura's cat, who has the brilliant name of Fluffinutter. Yeah. And stuffs it into Scotty's Raider's cap because everything has to evolve around a hat. The hat always has to be a plot point. And Bob Stein, why do you hate animals? Yeah. Just leave them alone. That was the ho- most horrible bit for me. The tortoise. So- turtle. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone always has a pet that dies. Even when the pet has only just been introduced into the story. And they story. seem like not that bothered. No, they get over it. it instantly. No. Although I can think of one book where one person's devastated. But that will come oh, in a later okay, cool. episode. Um, so we've got a broken hand and a dead cat. And still he won't tell anyone what the fuck is going on. And a chopped snake. And a chopped snake, if you will. <laughs> Two halves of a chopped snake. But he can't tell anyone because it's the Junior Chamber of Commerce autumn ball coming up. Which is another party of loads of like, I imagine champagne and canapes and shit like this. Have you, do you ever go to a party like that before? No. Have you ever been to a party like that? I have that? now, but not as a teenager. No, I've been to a couple. But still, it feels like very exciting times and they're like, oh my god, I've got to go to this party. That's probably champagne. I know. You can't, we can't afford champagne. Go and drink to your heart's content. I know. Probably not even Prosecco, probably actual champagne. Yeah. So they hate it. Oh, and then... fuck up, Scott, you wee dick. (laughs) And here's another bit about Scotty's mother. She had her platinum hair piled high on her head and moosed until it stood as stiff as a sculpture. Impressive. Moosed. She wore... That's a good word. Yeah, moosed. She wore her new chartreuse... Is that how you say mm. that? Um, cocktail dress, the brightest dress in the room. But Scotty didn't mind. He was used to his mother's flamboyant style. Actually, he realised the clothes she wore and her platinum hair were the only flamboyant things about her. Which finally he's realised, but this realisation doesn't lead him anywhere. It doesn't make him think, oh, maybe my mum's actually really cool and works really hard. Also, at this point, by the way, he's broken the glass door of his house. Yeah. And he, not number one, he doesn't pretend that it. he didn't do it. And number two, he's just got $500. Does he think, oh great, now I can pay to get the door fixed? Haha, <laughs> of course he fucking doesn't. Glass doors, horribly expensive as well. Single pane of glass. He's an actual dick. He's I hate a very, him. very spoiled shithead. Uh, so Shannon arrives at the ball, of course, which I'm gonna say, take a hint, Shannon. Well, yeah. You don't really he want He says you. he doesn't want you be a bit dignified but she's clearly got some damage mm-hmm. as well so i'm kind of i'm not not on her side but i'm also not on her side at this point i'm mm-hmm. definitely not on his side he's awful mm-hmm. bye rosie bye rosie bye rosie she's not impressed she's no. leaving and then coming back um so they get into a bit of a scuffle and he ends up bleeding mm. which and i don't understand how that really occurs they have a bit of a Tussle? I know, like, what does she do? Does she hit his nose? Or, I don't really know. Yeah, and it's anyway... It's not really clear. Um, in mixed message number 452 in this book, to get her out of there, he agrees to go on a date with her. Now, why is that ever going to be a good idea? What is... What does he think is going to happen here? Oh, oh if I he just, just has one more one date, more that'll date. be the last one. Just one just more one phone more. call. Just it's one like, more It's day. like me with cake. This is my last bit of cake ever. And then the next day I'm like, no, no, this. This is my last bit of cake. But you don't hate cake. No, I like it. That's the problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't like Shannon. No. Oh, God. So, anyway, they start off this date, um, which he forgets is on his birthday. 
Because you just... In, just so, this happens so much in Point Arrow where people forget it's their birthdays. Now, I am a bit of a princess when it comes to this sort of shit. <laughs> I would never forget it was my own birthday. Would you? I have... Or, like... I'll only, it'll be only when I look at my diary and I go, oh, it's my birthday next week, and I kind of haven't thought about it. But you don't wake up on the day and get most of the way through the day and go, oh, actually, it's my birthday. No, and I definitely didn't at 17, because obviously by this age, you've had quite a lot of birthdays, but at 17, you've hardly had any. How dare you? (laughs) I have only had 31. That's a tiny amount. (laughs) I mean, I've had 76, so. (laughs) And you look so great. I know, thanks. thanks. You look a day over 54. (laughs) So, um... It's his birthday, and um, he's got a date with Laura later on in the evening, but he still decides to take Shannon out on a date. And he decides he's going to tell her no, finally, he's going to say, you have to leave me alone. Um, And then they get into a bit of a scuffle, and he shakes her to death. Hmm. Yeah. And, by the way, just before this happens, we are reminded again how small and frail she is. Yeah. Basically poses... Really, no physical threat to him. None at all. But he shakes her to death, which yeah. I think you can only do to babies. I don't think you can shake an adult to death. Otherwise, I mean, you wouldn't be allowed on I those rides. You could, like, damage their neck. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, he sort of blacks out when it happens. Well, He's so emotional. So he, oh it doesn't count if he blacked out. I feel like this book, it's really trying to be, like, the fatal attraction of teen horror novels. But I actually think it's more like The American Psycho. Ooh. Because it's about, or like perfume the Patrick Susskind novel, because it's about a guy repeatedly doing the wrong thing, but constantly telling himself that he's not doing anything wrong, and it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's intentional or not, on Bobbitt's time. I don't think it is. It's a very good point, but I really <laughs> don't I don't really think he's don't trying think to make it be the American Psycho of teen horror novels, but that's basically what it is. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, Scotty thinks he's murdered Shannon, um, so he decides to take her body to... Laura's house. Oh, also, there's a line of his that I have to point out because he is chilling. He is... He spends most of the book being just a bad person. But at this point, he becomes an actual domestic abuser, like a chillingly violent man. Because he says to her apparently dead body, aren't you going to move? Isn't dinner going to get cold? Aren't you going to get cold? I mean, fucking hell. This is why I'm saying it's like American Psycho. Yeah. He's he's a murderer. Isn't dinner going he's to get cold? He's a cold-blooded murderer. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Awful. I know. I don't know how I missed that. Oh, he's just terrible. And an idiot. Because if you'd murdered someone who you'd been cheating on your girlfriend with, surely the last place on earth you would take her <laughs> before a police station would be your girlfriend's house. But he decides <laughs> to do that because he is stupid. Yeah. And then guess what? There's a surprise party at Laura's house with all of his family and all of her family and all of their friends. And he walks in with Shannon's corpse. And this is where we descend into farce because I feel like it becomes like a Beckett play at the end. Like it (laughs) goes so far into farce that it's... I was like, is this on purpose? Are we meant to think... Is this pastiche? Yes, is it pastiche? Has he completely broken with reality at this point? Because it's so bizarre. (laughs) And this amazing line happens... Everyone sees him carrying this girl, and she sort of wakes up, and the first thing he says is, I knew she wasn't dead. You deserve to go to prison, you (laughs) fucking idiot. Like, at least if you're going to murder a person, have the wherewithal to not immediately admit to having murdered her, even when she's not dead. I mean, come on. At least attempted murder. Yeah. 
which is pretty much the only one in the book until Shannon, who is fine now, fine Apparently. enough to run over to his gift of incredibly uh, expensive rich people presents and pick up a ski pole and try and stab him with it. Which is, let's forget. Oh, well, no, I guess she did break his hand and kill his snake. I was going to say it was the only threatening thing she'd done uh, this far, but not, mm, not really. quite. Anyway, someone subdues her and it's fine. And it turns out that Herman Munster, her brother, is in fact Lieutenant... Something... <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant... Flelele. <laughs> something I've written down so badly that I can no longer read it. Let's see it. What the fuck does that say? Oh, it's Lieutenant Jarmusch. Jarmusch. <laughs> Herman Munster is in fact Lieutenant Jarmusch, um, a juvenile detention centre officer. So she used to be in a juvie prison. Yeah. Because she's such a psychopath, doesn't she? She's just... Must have murdered someone in the past. Must have. She's got personal problems. Um, it's not Scotty's fault. It's not he Scotty. Can't do anything. He's like, I don't like having dated a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we're told that he was there all the time, sort of looking over Shannon, because he has been keeping a watch on Shannon, who hasn't been living with anyone, and doesn't have any brothers, and doesn't have any family, and he's been keeping an eye on her. So why hasn't he just been following Shannon? Why has he been following... she's 17, why does she live alone? Where has she been released to? It makes no sense. If you were worried about... If you were worried about a teenager, it's really easy to get them into sort of the system, you know? And why would they live alone? I mean, come on, she's tried to kill him with a ski pole. We have completely broken from reality at this point. Yeah. But everything's kind of fine, and Shannon is subdued and taken away into protective custody or whatever, and then Scotty ends up finally telling his girlfriend what's been going on, and she's like, ah, ha, 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 what a douchebag, you're fine, and everything is okay. And then it ends on a quip. They always end on a quip, oh, which yeah. makes them all look like fucking psychos. Because this terrible traumatic thing has happened, and they're like, literally, ha 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 at the end. I'm going to read this one out because it's so bad. Um, and this is Laura speaking. I'm just angry that that girl spoiled my birthday present for you. Present? What present? He asked. The ski poles, of course. They both laughed. Ha ha ha. What a birthday. Scotty exclaimed. Well, said Laura thoughtfully. I'll tell you one thing. This was one surprise party that was a surprise. For everyone. <laughs> Wait, let's let's laugh like wind chimes. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, this really bothers me. This bothered me in the other R.L. Stein book. That he has such little confidence in his own jokes that he always says, like, you know, line of dialogue. He joked. Oh. Or, like, he even has characters laugh at their own jokes. So at one point, Scotty says a joke and then it goes... Scotty laughed at his own joke, as if to be like, guys, it's, funny. it's a joke. We're doing funny we now. To... This is like, on TV shows, they don't laugh at the jokes. The characters yeah. don't laugh because we're laughing, whereas R.L. Stein knows that his jokes are shit, so he has to have the characters laugh so that we know it's supposed to be a joke. <sighs> Which is tedious. It's... Tedious to read. It's bad, it's bad. Um, we do have quite a lot of 90s things and US things in mm-hmm, here, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Homecoming... And cheerleader and Princeton are all really nineties American sort of fictiony things. I know they yeah. exist in real life. Exist in real life. Sorry, exist. Exist. <laughs> they totally exist. The word bogus. Fucking hell. Happens a lot. That's so annoying. It is so bogus. That it's so much. <laughs> so, bogus. 
so bogus. We still don't know what homecoming queen is. Um, also, Scotty is, quote, the all-state starting quarterback. All of these words mean nothing to me. What is all-state? What's a starting quarter? I don't know. What What's an offensive is. tackle? <laughs> I think I've seen one or two in my time. <laughs> I found out, because in one of the other episodes, we didn't know what a condominium was, and apparently that is an apartment that you can buy and not just rent. What also, a strange distinction. Well, I know, but apparently a lot of um, apartments in, in North America and Canada, you can't buy. Ah, you can okay. only rent them. Apparently, this is what my lovely sister-in-law, who also does our amazing logo, thank you, Jean, told me. Thank you, Jean. We love you, Jean. <laughs> um, have you got any more 90s things? No, it was just those things. And, well, the teens of the year thing, I'm like, teens is that an American year. thing? I don't think it's any weird. teens should be crowned of the year. I mean, I've heard, like, here that you teens get awards, you know, if they're, like, carers for their parents or if they've done a lot like of local hero work, stuff like local hero stuff or yeah. like they you know take a bit of waste ground and turn it into a nice park or something but they've done literally they've nothing. Done nothing they've done nothing except fucking exist and they're then just, they're rewarded for their mediocrity they're just attractive and together is that apparently that's enough where's my adult of the year award <laughs> Why are i'm still some? alive where's my award i'd love 500 quid i know the fashion though the fashion's fucking great hell okay great what have you got? Oh my god. He's obsessed with green. Laura... Velvet green dress. Green velvet party dress. Shannon wears a, quote, very short green leather skirt, which sounds kind of hot, actually, um, with a tight wool sweater and sheer tights. I think that sounds kind of hot. I'm like imagining uh, the one that wears the green jumper and skirt from Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. Daph- Velma, is that? Or Daphne? I don't know which one. Of Velma's the, glass, the one with the glasses. Yeah, I don't... Whichever one... I can see the outfit, but not the hat. Oh, yeah, okay. I see what you mean. And then they also have green and white cheerleader uniforms. And isn't his hat green as well? No, it's blue and silver. Oh, is it? Okay. You're right. He just only deals in primary colours. She also wears a bright red turtleneck sweater and tight black denims. Yeah. Which I mean, is kind of a, all right. Yeah, turtleneck. These no. fashions sound okay. No. We've got um, Scotty's mother's chartreuse cocktail dress, which mm-hmm. I, again, I, don't, I can see it working. I've got a chartreuse dress, and I think it's nice. Um, we've also got a bright red dress for Shannon, very tight, low cut, halfway down the thighs. Which no, I'm... that's not short, is it? Well... Halfway down your thighs. Well, I used to wear much shorter. If you can see your bum cheeks, I would say that's short. <laughs> that depends on the size of your bum, though, but well, that's not true. the length of your skirt I reckon well maybe and she's wearing red gloves with that gloves is strange yeah but then it was like kind of late 80s when this was written like Madonna Madonna gloves yeah I see the dresses like remember in Clueless and Cher's got that red dress on oh yeah that's what I see the dress like fair enough fair enough um great fashion one of the best fashion books we've had so far I feel like I I would actually wear those things (laughs) I think they sound quite nice I think like the green Leather skirt sounds quite cool. I think next episode we should dress up <laughs> in point horror clothes. Okay, then. <laughs> um, on to our point horror top trumps. Oh my god, before we do that, can we can we dig in a tiny bit to the queer subtext of this? Because oh, I know we on. touched on it, but I made a bit of a list. So his best friend Bender. is called Bender. Um, and then, okay, the first chapter. I don't think you have to be Freud to see the subtext in this. Okay. So Scotty's at this fancy party, but he says he would rather go out with Bender, quote, for pizza. Okay, then. Laura misses all of this because she's playing with her pussycat. 
And Scotty says, I should have brought my snake. <laughs> because she's playing with that pussycat. I should have brought my snake. How did this pass me by? Because I'm a perv. <laughs> and then later, he thinks about the night that he spent with Shannon. And he thinks about her, quote, steamy, dark living room. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then later Shannon cuts his snake in half because they were in her steamy dark living room, <laughs> and then she cuts a snake. I mean, is it just me? No, is it just me that is seeing this? There's like this queer subtext that I feel like he and like Bender's clearly in love with him. Yeah, and then and his also, name is Bender, and his name is Bender. And he loves falling down on his back with his legs <laughs> wide open. Onto his front. Like, Look, Scotty, I fell. I've fallen. Isn't this funny? <laughs> Bend oh and snap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they clearly are in love with each other. And then also, the thing about his girlfriend having a pussy cat and him having a snake. Come on. So, you think it's a relationship of convenience for the money and the status, but they're both each other's, each other's beard. Yes, I do think that. And then Shannon, he gets carried away one night and has sex with a woman. And then that so haunts him for the himself. rest of his gay life. Oh mm-hmm. my god. I think that's what's going on here. As that, it's a great book. <laughs> <laughs> if we make it be something that it clearly isn't, it's great. Mm-hmm. No, mm. I really like that. I'm really into that. Okay, cool. Let's I, just it, pretend that that's what it is. It totally passed me by. Okay, great. So um, that's how we're understanding it now. Okay. Yeah, let's do top trumps. Uh, so, do we have a too stupid to live heroine? So but are we saying that Scotty's the heroine? Yes. Or are we okay. Yeah. Um He's, I don't say he's, well, he's quite stupid, but he's just a fucking liar. Just tell the fucking truth and none of this would happen. Or just don't cheat on your girlfriend in the first place. I have to say, I'm really not a fan of cheating, but I'm a worse, I I hate lying even more. Like, everyone fucks up, admit to it, let that person decide whether they forgive you or not, and move on. Don't lie to them. It's the same with, I felt the same watching Fatal Attraction, which I remember thinking was quite creepy when I was younger, and I watched it quite recently, and the whole time I was just like, you're a fucking awful person. You cheated on your wife. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, does he? Well, yeah, because he has sex with Glenn Close. Ah, I didn't know he was married. I've never seen this movie. Yeah, so he's married, and he has an affair with Glenn Close, and then she becomes really obsessed. It's basically like the same plot as this book. Okay. But then you're also like, how about you just don't cheat on your wife? Yeah, just don't. Like, I'm not cheating on my wife right now. Exactly. I'm finding it quite easy to not cheat on my wife every fucking day. (laughs) So next is our sexy sociopath. Sexy bad girl. Mm. Bad girl Riri. Sociopath. Um, What do you think? I think she is meant to be sexy. Mm -hmm. I think she actually comes across as really creepy and disturbing. If I was more generous, I would say that she's a comment on how the patriarchy infantilizes women. Because, you know, she's like, talks like this. She's really breathy. She's got a little high voice. Like, ah. But um, I don't think Robot Stein is woke. No, me <laughs> Certainly neither. not in 1991. Uh, so I think that's just him trying to make a sexy character. But she, we are told that she's really fragile, but then she is so strong that she can break his hand and cut a snake in half. <laughs> so maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe. Um, what's our death toll? Snake and pussy. The worst death. <laughs> that's that. That's Sex died dies. in this book. Sex that's died. Who died. I mean, I think it's it is horrible that he keeps killing off the pets. Mm. That's not cool, and they always die really violent deaths as yeah, well. It's like, not okay. 
They're people too. Leave them alone. They haven't done anything wrong. Maybe, uh, she must have done something pretty bad to have ended up in, like, juvenile detention. So maybe she's killed mm. before. Maybe. Mm. Or maybe she just had sex with another guy who didn't really give a shit about her after But also, can we clarify, she doesn't try and kill him. He tries to kill her. Yeah, and thinks he has. Yeah, and he doesn't seem that fussed, really. And there will be no... Nothing will happen to him. No one thinks we better call the police because he thought he killed that girl. And didn't seem that fussed about it. And, and was just trying to hide the body. It was still assault. Mm-hmm. Like, if you shake someone so badly that you think they're dead, it's still assault. Yeah. This man's at large. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who knows? Maybe there's a sequel where he actually does kill someone. I think there is a girlfriend, too. Oh, is there? I think there's a girlfriend one to four. I think people were talking about it on our Twitter and telling <gasps> us that we had to read no, all four. No, that's the babysitter. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's a bunch that's of babysitters. Is, is. I think there's the girlfriend, too, though. We'll look at her. Oh. We'll look at her. Well, either she comes back or he fucks someone else, in which case he's a fucking idiot. Mm. Maybe she gets a girlfriend. <gasps> and that girlfriend is, is oh, a sociopath. Oh, <laughs> That would be great. Uh, is it good, though? No. It's terrible. Yep, agreed. Is it good, bad, though? Wait, what are we giving it for good? One. One, yeah, it's really badly written. I would say it's incredibly good, bad. Oh, yeah, a I real would, stunner. I would say this is one of my... It's not even like a... Well, it kind of is a hate read because the characters are so, so hateable. hateful. Just all of them are awful. My girlfriend's family's too rich and I don't <laughs> like it. My tiara's too heavy. Maybe me. <laughs> my diamond shoes are too tight. Yeah. People want to give me money, but I have to go and say thank you. Me! I don't want to be at this ball with all this free, delicious food. (laughs) Oh, wow, wow. Okay, um, so I hate them all. The ending becomes a farcical Beckett play. Nothing makes sense. The um, sexual innuendos are incredibly (laughs) strong. I would give it a five for good, bad. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Yeah. So we'll say between us four and a half. Four and a half. Four point five. It's pretty high. It's quite good. Bad, I think. Uh, Kirsty, what are we going to be covering next week? Next week we are doing Dream Date by Sinclair Smith. I can't wait. Me neither. Sinclair Smith is always good. Yes, I'm going to say one of the best. I would say, and also it works as a really nice response almost to this book. I can see why you're saying that, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to dig further in. Yeah, we'll get into it. So if you ha- would like to read along with us, and then get reading now of Dream Date, and then you can join our discussion, you can join us on Twitter, we are at Teenage Scream underscore, or you can join us on Instagram, where we are Teenage Scream Pod. And if you want to subscribe, you can do so via iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts, really. Um, You can also give us a review, which will tell us uh, how much you love us. Um, Hopefully. And you can also share the podcast amongst your friends, neighbours, colleagues, everyone you think. People making their partners listen. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, Which I like a lot, and uh, they apparently do as well. So Mm. that's fantastic. Um, We are also trying a new thing uh, where we incur some costs making this podcast, don't we? Mm-hmm. Just a few. Um, and if you would like to help us continue making this podcast, we now have a Patreon uh, by which you can sign up. And if you think, uh, oh, I listen to four, four and a bit hours of podcasting gold, I will say, <laughs> <laughs> from Kirsty and Heather every month, I would buy them a coffee mm-hmm. if I saw them on the street. 
or a gin and tonic, or a croissant, or any of these beautiful goods. Or a point horror book that or, I just saw in a charity shop. Or a point horror book. You can uh, donate a couple of pounds every month to the running of this uh, show. And you can do that by going on Patreon and looking for Teenage Scream Podcast. And we will link to that on our social media. Yes. And if you're not in a position to do that right now, then that is cool. You can still listen to the episodes for free. We will always be putting this out for free, won't we? Um, but if you do fancy then you're allowed to now thanks and we thank you greatly for it yeah and if you do decide to donate through patreon then you can let us know what type of bonus content would be of interest for you and you can put questions to us that you might or suggest a thing that you might want us to talk about Mm -hmm. in a certain book um all those sorts of fun things um so i'm very excited for the next episode yeah me too Uh, one of my favorites Bye. bye